city's number one podcast. Love the topics, the guests, and all of the contrast. They ain't focused on the views and the traffic. What's the point of shining if no jewels for the masses? We gotta spread the news of our passion. Service is a verb, now that's community action. Yo, everybody, let's talk. Nothing talking ain't enough, so everybody, let's walk. We all want freedom, the eagle and the stars. But the only way to reach it, meet the people where they are. Unity's the only way to fend these atrocities. You and me together can eliminate poverty. And this is just a vessel of expression to make sure we stay on the message of progression. Yes, everybody, let's talk. Bring your ideas and together we walk. Protect our seeds from the poisonous root, and we gotta reach the source and the soul and the root. Yes, everybody, let's talk. We need community action. Together we walk. Together we work in to reduce violence. Speak through the airways. We refuse silence. Let's talk. You are listening to Let's Talk More Action. We are in the house. How about this new intro, Sharon? I'm loving it. I'm we loving are it. in the house. We got to give props to Divine Karama for hooking us up with this. Look, I know when he shared it over the weekend, I was like, oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful. Man of his word. Man of his word. We appreciate yes, he that. he is. Thanks, Divine. Did you watch any uh, sports this weekend? Basketball is all that has it's, been on my TV. That's right. That's, that's right. Now you, you complained about the football, but you, you okay. digging the basketball. Listen, I'm digging basketball. I was over football because it has gone on for three years. <laughs> what? Every, what? Yeah. Basketball has two then. I know. I just can't take it. <laughs> I can't take it. But basketball is where it is. Now, basketball is where it's at. Yes, it is. Now, I'm going to tell you something that's going to shock you and our listening audience. I, was, I can't wait to hear what this Louisville fan that's right. This say. Louisville fan is about to drop it. I was actually cheering for the UK women this weekend. And you should have been cheering. Yes. I I'm was, so glad oh that you agree. Listen, I'm surprised. Yes, yes. Surprised. You know, I'm I'm diehard. You are. I'm diehard, but I, I you know, I met Coach Elsie and uh, I, I really was locking in on their success and was wishing them well and 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 what a wonderful person she is. She Cameron. is, isn't she? You know, she doesn't just care about basketball. She cares about the girls on her team. You know, she's all in it for them. Absolutely. You know, her spirit and her excitement is contagious. Yes, so yes. But I was quite disappointed. I, yeah. You know, they, those they final. They didn't pull it out. No, they didn't. The men didn't pull it out, and my men didn't even make it. But. Since we, you're so surprised that you know, <laughs> what else? The only Kentucky team represented is my beautiful Louisville women Cardinals. So, so I know you're going to be cheering those on, right? I'm going to watch the game. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> Did you hear that? You're supposed gonna, to be cheering them on. The only representation from Kentucky that can win a title is Louisville. Well, you said that with just so much arrogance there. No, no, just you know they've been they've been bad all okay, year. Now. They've been they've I'm, been number. They, they, I'm not. I'm just a little bit disappointed, you know. So <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna soak. <laughs> you gonna suck a little I'm, bit? Yeah, let me soak. But you'll be cheering while. during the game. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah, yeah. That's good. What's going on today, Sharon? What is oh, going on? We've today? got an old friend with us today, Charlie Lancer. Charlie has worked at Community Action. He's been in a couple of different positions at the city. And now, dun, 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 <laughs> Charlie's got a new position. Welcome, Charlie. Welcome, Charlie. Thanks. Good to be here. 
Uh, uh, were you shocked about the, you know, me supporting the UK cat? Well, what I was sitting here thinking was, you know, UK women were on a 10-game winning streak, and then Cameron decided to root for them, <laughs> and they lost. And so it. Maybe that wasn't such a good thing after all. Oh, well, you know. Hey, hey, you know, I, I'll take that. <laughs> But, so but what I'm hearing Charlie so say is don't, it's Cam's no. fault. Yeah, and don't root, for, mean, don't root for the Cardinals. If the shoe <laughs> now fits. I need to cheer hard. <laughs> oh, man. Welcome to the show, man. It's so good to see you. And, uh, man, you've been busy. You've been quite busy here lately. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. So tell everybody about the new position that you have. So I was... Uh, it's a long title. Yeah, Commissioner for Av- uh, Housing Advocacy and Community Development, which, you know, we like acronyms in government and social services. So we, uh, I, re- I realized the other day it spells hacked, oh. <laughs> which, which maybe well. isn't the greatest acronym in the world. But uh, the, the nice thing about this is it take it, the idea is it takes all of the city's divisions that touch housing and puts them into, under one roof. Yeah, that, that's what we're trying to do here. And so now we've got the Division of Grants and Special Programs, Code Enforcement, Community and Resident Services, and Historic Preservation all fall under the Office of Housing Advocacy and Community Development. Uh, whereas before, each of those were kind of in different places within government. And so the idea is to improve communication across those divisions and sort of demystify some of the housing initiatives and, and programs that we offer to citizens. How are you liking it so far? Because you came in, well, in a pandemic. <laughs> you kind of switched over in the middle of the pandemic. I don't know, your title didn't change, but your work certainly shifted. Yeah, it's been, of course, you know as well as, as I do, it's been a, r- a crazy couple of years for housing programming because yeah. Community Action's running a housing stabilization program. And that's really how I got started in this transition was taking on that $29 million housing program that we've been doing That's together a for the last 18 months or so. Um, and so then, you know, we just sort of moved into this new commissioner role and it's, it's been, um, it's been interesting. You know, I'm building this thing from scratch. It's, it's a new office that did not exist before. So uh, not only do I have to learn things I didn't know, I didn't know much about code enforcement. I didn't know much, certainly didn't know much about historic preservation. Uh, so there's areas of, of housing that I'm still learning about as I, as I walk into this role. Uh, but there was just small logistical things you don't think about. You know, I didn't have a phone or a desk in my new office. Well, <laughs> Building and, while flying. Yeah. The, the day I moved in, they, they said, here's your office space, and it was just three empty offices, no no staff, no nothing. And so we're, we're slowly moving. We've got an office now. We've got a little bit of staff. and, and we're, You're making progress. We're getting there, yeah. yeah. You, at least you have a desk and a phone now. Yeah. Well, the challenge was, you know, this, you know, people see the story in the newspaper. The city has a new office for housing. <laughs> I started getting calls immediately. You wow. Know, I need help finding housing. I need help, you know, with my rent. You know, all those things that we know are, are huge needs. And, you know, meanwhile, I'm sitting here by myself at a desk going, well, I sure wish I could help you. I just got here today. Someone touched my stapler. Look, I don't even know my extension yet. Yeah, I, I had to tell somebody that. They, they said, what's your phone number? I said, I don't know. I, I just walked in. Let me call you and see what the caller ID says. You tell me. So you've you've been we've been busy working together with housing stabilization. Why don't you give some figures about how that's been working out? Because this is a really close collaboration between LFUCG um, and not really LFUCG, but I feel like this is a collaboration between Charlie 
and community action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, I, and we'll throw Jonathan Wright in there. Yes, he's, he's done. Yes. he's done a lot of the, the work. And um, you know, I was actually just looking at the numbers this morning. And so, since the inception of that program, we have spent twenty two point four million dollars in rental and utility assistance, and uh, served three thousand two hundred plus families. Uh, average payment is six thousand dollars, and we've had over seven hundred landlords receive payments. So. That has just had an enormous, enormous impact uh, in the community. Wow! I mean, if you think about a program like LIHEAP, you know what's the what's the average annual spend on on LIHEAP for you know utilities? Uh, it, when I saw the number we were getting, it I, I was flabbergasted. I said, "We'll never spend that." We'll never, we'll never. I think I told well, you. I remember. Didn't we have this conversation well, like a year ago? Oh, we, we'll never spend all that money. Well, that we did. We were yeah. like, that money's not going to go. That's yeah. not going to go, but it did. I was like, Sherry, just just take five million, get started, and and you know we'll we'll worry about it later about what we do with all this extra money. And you know now we're like, I got to get you three million by Friday, or we run out. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and Cameron, that's really the truth. Wow. The first conversation that when Charlie and I were talking about five million dollars, mm. I went to the board and I was like. You know, they want to give us five million dollars. I'm not sure if we can spend it. You know. Yeah, remember they had you had to spend it by like the end of the year, and we were like, oh, I don't know if we can get there. That's gonna be awful close. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like oh, that's about man. a month's worth. Right. <laughs> Look, and then the last conversation, one of the last ones I had, I'm like, Charlie, we need about sixteen million more dollars. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, we're what? calling the governor up, and like, how much can we? How much you got? <laughs> yeah, and you know, we're, we're laughing about it, but it. It was it's such a big deal because of the number of people, you know, that have really been helped and not just the tenants themselves, but the landlords, because they took a big hit with that moratorium. That's right. I mean, I think about if I owned a rental property and had a mortgage Ooh. payment, yeah. but could not collect rent for a year. You know, that's that's put them in a really difficult spot. And, you know, I know people they, they when you look at the landlord and tenant situation, this, the sympathies tend to fall with the tenant and, and rightly so. But. We, what you really got to think about is we need those landlords. We need stable, affordable housing in the community. So we can't have the landlords go under right. and lose their homes that they're renting to mm. folks, or then there's no units for everybody to rent. So we had to we had to get that on the ball and, and really make the landlords hold to protect the units. Well, absolutely, because a lot of people were getting um, different uh, stimulus opportunities from different places, but the landlords weren't. Right. You know, your mortgage is due and it's Sorry. figure that out. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, and so with that, I would like to talk a little bit about uh, the functionality, you know, because people have a lot of questions about how the program operates um, with community action running that program um, on behalf of the city. And so sounds like Cameron's trying to take us to a little bit of a break. When we come back, let's talk about some questions that your office might be getting, our office is getting, and just lay it out on the line for everybody. Sounds good. All righty. You're listening to Let's Talk. More action. This past year has highlighted the strength of Community Action Council. Every day, our staff works together to help families recover from this crisis. We're educating children at home and in person, helping parents who lost their jobs, and helping households avoid eviction. Our work at Community Action Council has never been more important than it is right now. So why don't you join us? We have employment opportunities requiring a range of skills from entry level to advanced. Apply online at commaction.org. That's commaction.org. Community Action Council is here to help our neighbors recover from this pandemic and thrive. 
We are operating Lexington's Housing Stabilization Program and providing financial assistance to Fayette County residents facing the threat of eviction by helping them with past due or future rent and past due or future utility costs. The best and easiest way to access financial help is online. Type in COVID19RenterHelp.org, which links to Community Action Council's website. There you will find more detailed information about the program. To get started, simply click the button that says apply. There are some eligibility requirements, which are specified on the application online. Households must live in Fayette County and must be able to show or describe how they have been directly or indirectly impacted by COVID-19 and that they face eviction and homelessness because they are past due on monthly rent. The very best thing you can do is to fill out the application that is linked on the website. Once your application is processed, someone will reach out to you using the contact information that you provide. Community Action Council has been and will continue to be here to help our community thrive. Community Action Council Prep Academies offer free early childhood education and comprehensive services to children birth to five years old and their families. This school year, parents and families can choose the Head Start learning option that best fits the need of their child and family, whether it's virtual or with their Head Start program or in-person learning. The choice is yours. To enroll your child in one of their Prep Academies or in Head Start at Home, call the Community Action Council today at 859-233-4600 or by going online at commaction.org. That's ComAction. I'm Charles Booker, president and founder of Hood to the Holler and your fellow good troublemaker here in Kentucky, and I listen to Lex Talk More Action. We are back with Charlie Lanter, the Commissioner of Housing Advocacy and Community Development in Lexington. So we were talking about the amount of money that has been going into housing stabilization. How do you safeguard those dollars and make sure that they're being being spent appropriately? That's a great question, Sharon, because, you know, these are federal dollars. And so it's really important that we make sure we follow all the guidelines and, and laws associated with how we spend the money. Um, you know, you all do a great job of making sure that everybody, everybody who applies is eligible. You know, when you submit an application, you have to give us you know, documentation of your income, uh, your lease, show how much money is owed, you know, an actual sort of invoice from the landlord. And so all that has to be reviewed by you and your staff before you can approve and make payments. And you do a great job. And then we come in as sort of a secondary review. Uh, the city, as you know, selects files at random mm-hmm. and checks to make sure all the pieces are there and everything has, has been done properly to ensure that the city and, and community action, neither one, have to pay any of this money back to the federal government because that's the last thing we want. Oh, a- absolutely. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially when we talk about numbers like $22 million, right? Right, right. Yeah, that, that's a big – that number can be scary. It was scary for me the other day. Yeah, I had, had to a- talk Sharon <laughs> off the ledge the other day. <laughs> I was like, it's a lot of money. That's a lot. It is, but – with the trust that comes with that, we both want to make sure that we're doing the best that we can, you know, so there's no issues with the funding. It's actually an open book, so to speak. You know, everything that we do, you have, the city has access to because we're using your software. That's right. That's you know, right. because actually before the show, I, I was asking you, you know, where are we on numbers? You know, because you had the opportunity to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. And and so we can run a report at any time and see how many people were paid total how many people were paid this week how many people you know which landlords have received the most I, I've, I've seen that number uh, and of course our system maintains a wait list there's many many more applications than we can process in a day 
Uh, and so, you know, when folks submit an application, URLs folks get to them as fast as they can. But one thing it's important to remember is there's the prioritization of that wait list is, is determined by the federal government. We have to follow their rules for who gets help in what order. You know, the certain criteria like the lower the income, people who are facing an immediate threat of eviction, there are certain things that will sort of push you to the front of the list. And I realize for some folks who don't meet any of those criteria, that's going to mean a little bit longer wait before they get assistance and requires a little bit of patience. Well, and I know that's one of the things that people get really concerned about because they'll say, I applied. And they believe that either the city or community action is able to, you know, first you have to be eligible. That's that's the number one. You have to be Wait, eligible. You mean I don't get, just get the money? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you don't. No, oh. you don't. So it's an application. It's an application process. Everything that we do, we have to follow the rules that are set by the Treasury or somebody else, you know. And that's so right. we're being good stewards of that. That's right. And okay. we've done a great job so far. We we found maybe one file that we had to fix. I mean, that's yep. when you're talking about we've helped 3,200 people, that's an impressive percentage. Right. And and we don't want to find any files. And that's why we have that dip, that second layer of protection. Right. And we've even talked about, because you had to get me off the ledge the other day, <laughs> about putting another layer in place just to make sure that everything that everything's stable and everything's done right. That's right. We have to, while, while we're helping all these people, we also have to make sure we're protecting both you know community action and the city as well yeah and it and that's that's a lot of work it's a it's a tough job it is, it is. okay from housing stabilization to affordable housing you guys had a groundbreaking over the weekend that's right we had a real exciting groundbreaking last week at kearney uh, ridge apartments over off of uh, georgetown road uh, it's going to be over 250 units we got two bedroom and three bedroom units so some good size ones for families um, it's being done by AU Associates, who's, who've done some really nice properties in the community, so we know it's going to be high quality. Um, and it's just, we're really excited about it because it's large. It's over 250 units, and, and we need as many as we can get. So, How many units does the city of Lexington need? You know, it depends on how you calculate Because we keep hearing housing crisis, how, well, yeah. affordable housing yeah. prices as well. Yeah, and it, it's it that number can vary depending on how you define affordable and how you, you know, what whether you're talking about uh, subsidized units or non-subsidized units, but it's in the thousands. I mean, we, we've got a long way to go. Uh, fortunately, we've come a long way. You know, mm-hmm. since 2014, when we started the Affordable Housing Fund, we've, we've created or preserved over 3,000 units of housing. Uh, and we've got, we did that with less money to date than we now have to spend. We've got $13 million because of the American Rescue Plan that we can spend in the next several years on affordable housing. So that we're going to have more money over the next several years than what we spent to create those 3,000 units. So we're really excited about the numbers we may be about to put up. Is the housing crisis affecting um, the ability to get this done any? Because I, I know that, that affordable, I mean, building and everything else has gone up, you know, the, uh, the materials. I, I was listening uh, <clears throat> to uh, the people that build houses for people, I forget right now, but that they're experiencing, you know, bigger prices and getting lumber and all of those things. How is that having an effect on uh, what you're trying yeah, to do? Yeah, it's true. Um, uh, just about every development we do right now, we're having to go back and revisit the costs. Right. You know, at once they bid it out. You know, fortunately, once we bid it, we can lock in the costs. But you know, it takes when you start talking about the inception of an idea for an affordable housing development and. You all are working on one of these now, so you're, you're learning this. It it can be a year or two years from inception right, of idea right. to groundbreaking. Right. And, and in that time, under the current inflation rates, your price can go up significantly. 
And so just about every project we've done lately, we've had to go back and put a little more money in it to cover those overages. Um, the other place where you're seeing that have a significant impact is in uh, home ownership uh, and new home starts because just the price of land is so high. Skyrocketing. Uh, and then the cost to actually just build a home. You know, you know, people say, you hear a lot of talk about how there haven't been any home starts for homes under 200000 Well, that's because you can't really build a home anymore for under 200000 so in order to do a new home for home ownership uh, that's affordable, it's going to have to be heavily, heavily subsidized. And so have you found that people are kind of being priced out um, because of everything that's going on with COVID, um, leases coming to an end and landlords increasing um, the rents and things like that? Have you has, has your office experienced any of that? What what we're finding is that people are are having trouble finding the units, especially when they they have particular barriers. Uh, so you know, someone who's got an eviction on their their record, someone who has a felony on their record, uh, someone who has p- extremely limited income, maybe thirty percent area median income or below. If you've got one or more barriers like that, uh, another big challenge is if you have a very large family, you know, five six children in the household, so you need a bigger unit. Um, you know, because there are limited units and because there is rising prices, landlords may have five, six, seven other people waiting to rent that unit. So they don't, they can be pickier. You know, mm-hmm. they don't have to rent to the person who's got bad credit or the person who just got evicted last year. And so the, the folks we're having to help more more and more often are ones that have those additional challenges. And so what can people do if, if they have those additional challenges? What kind of options do they have? Well, it, it just takes, that up. yeah, it takes, you got to, sometimes you got to have realistic expectations and work, work through what those barriers are. Um, you know, I, I had someone call me recently who was really set on home ownership and wanted to buy a home, uh, and, but their credit was sub 500 and, and that's just not going to happen. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you got to work on that credit what, score first. What we talked about was let's set a realistic short-term goal about maybe finding a rental that you can afford and then using that to rebuild your credit. Then in a year or two or three, we can talk about home ownership. Um, so sometimes you just have to you have to attack those challenges at the same time that you're attacking the need for the housing. Wow, mm-hmm. that uh, housing is a tough. It is. It's it's, it's, it's it's already awful without even being uh, challenged with income and challenged with finding a place. I mean, even rental is awful. It's just awful trying to find something that you need. At a reasonable price. And it's it's not unique to Lexington. I don't know if, if you all saw there was a piece on 60 Minutes Sunday about the, this being a national problem. And they the number they had was that rents were up 30% nationwide. Mm-hmm. And fortunately for us, while our rents are up, they're not up 30%. You know, the last ones we've seen were more in like the 12% to 13% range. And um, places, the big cities, Charlotte, Austin, San Antonio, and don't even think about bigger ones like L.A., their rents. Oh, I can't are, even imagine. You talk about being priced out. I mean, people are literally having to leave the t- leave town, which order. will probably cause another, another, you know, resource where or another problem where we have to have people without homes. I mean, people are going to go somewhere. Well, and that's not good for a city. It's not. And that's why we have to solve this problem because, it, you know, affordable housing is an economic development problem. Mm-hmm. You know, people need workforce housing. People who work in retail need a place to live in your community. People who work in other low-paying jobs, fast food, custodial work, you know, ner- even even healthcare, nursing, right, right, right. you know, teachers, you know, these p- jobs that pay decent but not super well, 
we've got to make sure they can they have a place to live in our community. Well, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and give you the final word. You're listening to Lex Talk. More action. Community Action Council is here to help our neighbors recover from this pandemic and thrive. We are operating Lexington's housing stabilization program and providing financial assistance to Fayette County residents facing the threat of eviction by helping them with past due or future rent and past due or future utility costs. The best and easiest way to access financial help is online. Type in COVID19RenterHelp.org, which links to Community Action Council's website. There you will find more detailed information about the program. To get started, simply click the button that says apply. There are some eligibility requirements, which are specified on the application online. Households must live in Fayette County and must be able to show or describe how they have been directly or indirectly impacted by COVID-19 and that they face eviction and homelessness because they are past due on monthly rent. The very best thing you can do is to fill out the application that is linked on the website. Once your application is processed, someone will reach out to you using the contact information that you provide. Community Action Council has been and will continue to be here to help our community thrive. Community Action Council Prep Academies offer free early childhood education and comprehensive services to children birth to five years old and their families. This school year, parents and families can choose the Head Start learning option that best fits the need of their child and family, whether it's virtual or with their Head Start program or in-person learning. The choice is yours. To enroll your child in one of their Prep Academies or in Head Start at Home, call the Community Action Council today at 859-233-4600 or by going online at commaction.org. That's ComAction. This past year has highlighted the strength of Community Action Council. Every day our staff works together to help families recover from this crisis. We're educating children at home and in person, helping parents who lost their jobs, and helping households avoid eviction. Our work at Community Action Council has never been more important than it is right now. So why don't you join us? We have employment opportunities requiring a range of skills from entry level to advanced. Apply online at commaction.org. That's commaction.org. This is Bradley Stevenson with the Child Care Council of Kentucky, and I listen to Lex Talk. We're back. We're talking with Charlie Lanter and this housing. It's crazy. There's so many facets that can affect many people, and uh, it's a serious business that you're in, man. <laughs> so one one of the things, Charlie, that we saw during this whole COVID pandemic was Lexington did not have a centralized, um, I don't even know if I call it a centralized, but a way um, for people to go and find housing where they get all of their supports and all of that. What's next for you? I, I know I read an article in the paper um, a couple of weeks ago where you where you hit on that. What's yeah, next? Yeah, so that, and that was one of the recommendations, actually, that came out of the Mayor's Commission on Racial Justice and Equity was that there's no central location or information repository for how to find just how to find a unit, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, where do you start? And so that's something that my new office is working on. We actually have two, I think what I would say exciting things coming down the pike. Uh, the first is uh, 
we, I mentioned earlier hiring staff. So we have hired, <laughs> we've made our first hire. We've hired an administrative officer who's going to help with, with some of this. And, and you may know Tiffany uh, Masden. She uh-huh. worked for Council Member James Brown. So she's joining my office uh, next week, actually. Oh, well, yay. She'll be working with us. And it's one of the first things Tiffany and I are going to do is start working on that repository. We're going to figure out what is the best way to compile all the information in town about where are there affordable units and then how do we keep that current? That's and, what I was going to ask you. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge. Uh, we may have to figure out maybe some software we have to invest in that does that for us. You know, there's got to be a way. Um, I've talked to a couple other communities about how they do it, and, uh, you know, it, it can be done. And so, you know, Rick McQuady keeps a list, and Polly Ruddick keeps a list, but we've got all these lists, and they're sort of all in different we places. We got a list. Everybody yeah. got a list, right? And then you give somebody a list, and the first thing they call, and the place is full or the place closed three years ago and that they're frustrated and they stopped calling. Mm-hmm. So we got it. We got to do better than that. And so that's, that's one of the first things we're going to do. We also have created another position and, and I'm waiting on HR to approve my job description and then we'll be advertising and filling <laughs> it. Uh, and it's called housing advocate. And that is going to be a hands-on position that works with individuals who call and say, I need help. Um, and it may be, I need help finding a unit. It may be, I got cited for this code violation and I don't know what to do or why or how to fix it. Um, it's anything housing related. They could call our office and the housing advocate will work with them to help resolve their need. And so I'm real excited about that. When's that coming on? <laughs> I need to, I, right. inquiring minds need yeah, to know. So it, it should be, uh, you know, in the time it takes to actually f- recruit and fill the position, it's going to be a couple of months, but mm-hmm. I think by, by summer we'll have someone on board. Oh, and I, I think I think that that's going to be a big deal because one of the things that I did like um, during COVID was everybody getting together that had anything to do with housing and trying to figure out a way to make it work. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's something we need to make sure we sustain uh, beyond COVID. You know, we've, I've had a lot of conversations with folks like you and Art Crosby and others who work a lot in the housing world about how do we maintain this momentum beyond COVID, um, you know, and beyond the housing stabilization program, you know, that Someday that program will come to an end. We hope it's not anytime soon. But, um, you know, what happens when you pull the plug on millions of dollars of rental assistance? we got to make sure we're prepared for that day. Because that day is going to come. Mm-hmm. That, that day is going to come when the money is going to run dry. And so what do you think it's going to look like? You know, it's I, I don't think it's quite the cliff that it sounds like it'll be. Um, you know, hopefully the economy is improved by then and, um, some of the, the trends with COVID have shifted, you know, because we're talking a year to two years from now mm-hmm. still. Um, and, you know, the the underground rental market existed before COVID, and I think it'll probably just go back the way it is. Now, w- what I want us to do is make sure we put more safeguards in and, and prevent some of that from coming back as much as we can. But, you know, a lot of, a lot of the folks who we've been helping – um, they, they may self-resolve in other ways uh, that they weren't able to, or, the, or what, basically what they were doing prior to the existence right, of right, this right. program. I mean, we know uh, anyone who's worked in the, this world for very long, uh, folk, we know folks who are in, are in poverty are some of the most financially creative individuals oh, yeah. ever. You know, well, you have to be. Yeah. If you anybody, if anybody make can work. make a dollar out of 50 cents, it's somebody that only has 50, <laughs> 50 cents. cents. That's, right. That's, right. That's right. That's right. So I'm going to give you the last word, Charlie. Anything on housing, stabilization, affordable housing? Well, I, I appreciate y'all having me out. I think I'll wrap up with a, a sort of speech I've been giving everybody since I got in this job, which is that, 
you know, housing is everything. Housing touches, we talked about it touches economic development. It, it touches education. You know, if your children don't have a safe, stable place to live, it's going to affect their learning. It's going to affect sure. their education. It, it's health care. You know, if you don't have safe, quality housing, it's going to affect your health. Um, and so that's why I wanted to take this job. That's why I wanted the city to take this on. It's because we can't we can't thrive as a city if we don't have a thriving access to safe, quality, affordable housing. And so that's that's our challenge. I know you all are going to be a big part of that. You already were. And so look forward to working together to to tackle this issue. Well, congratulations again on your new position. Yeah, man, congrats. Thank and, you. And I'm going to try to stop panicking when I see your your <laughs> name on my phone. I'm going to look. I'm I told Jonathan panicking. the other day, I need to just call Sharon every once in a while and just ask her how she's doing so, <laughs> right. so she don't stop what? taking my what calls. You what? What is it? <laughs> no, I'm, I'll be in a meeting and I'm like, oh gosh, that's Charlie. What's, what's going on now? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think the, the other thing we learned today is we need to make sure Cameron doesn't become a UK men's basketball fan. Or it's not going to happen. We're gonna be in trouble. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Thank you, Charlie, for coming on the show. Thank you. You've been listening to Lex Talk. More action. Service is a verb. Now that's community action. Yo, everybody, let's talk. Nothing talking ain't enough, so everybody, let's walk. We all want freedom, the eagle and the stars, but the only way to reach it, meet the people where they are.